This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I can't believe we have a writer's room with the view of the beach. It's not quite a view of the beach. You have to walk like 20 steps. Okay, a view of the pool, though. Like 10 steps. 10 steps to the view of the pool. I'll take it. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in LA-ish, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career in friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about what happens to our good intentions when the shit hits the fan. Because it has. <laughs> and then in Take a Hike, we'll discuss why it's important to take the time to laugh. Plus, we have an LVS. We'll debate staying in a hotel versus an apartment while shooting on location. This week's Hollywood hack makes it so much easier to write with a partner. But first, we've got an update. Yes, the update is, Sarah, we're in Puerto Rico. And it is the perfect time to pose this question to you from Claire. She says, may I ask a question about working as a solo parent whilst you're in Puerto Rico? I've seen the pictures on Instagram of Violet living her best life out there with you. Does she continue with virtual school? Do you have someone to be there with her while you work? And I wondered if this was a silver lining to the pandemic for you, being able to bring her with you at this age without interrupting her education. Claire, yes. Oh, my God. She was so isolated for a year, so being able to come here and just be in nature and in the air and at the beach is absolutely a huge silver lining. Because she can continue virtual school for the rest of the year. And it's like any other year that there would be no virtual school option. No, exactly. She, her schedule is like in the morning. She, and yes, I do. She has a nanny here in Puerto Rico. Um, it's been a week, but so far she's like completely in love with her. She, they hang out at the beach and the pool and they're just having an amazing time and they like go kite flying in old San Juan, you know? Um, and she, yeah, she's definitely living her best life, but she in the morning has like fun time and then she has school and then she has fun time again. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Violet is totally living her best life. And we're just working our butts off is basically what's happening. Yeah. But it's <laughs> funny because, you know, when the pandemic started and we everything was shutting down and school closed, you'd never thought that like a year in a year you'd say, well, hey, it's great. The school's virtual because now I can take Violet to Puerto Rico and, <laughs> without uh, exactly. worrying about it. Never, never would have imagined. Once again, you never know what's around the corner or what's good news and what's bad news. Not that there's any world in which a pandemic is good news, but no, it's a silver lining, as Claire said. Yeah. 
Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk 7, which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's what happens to good intentions when the shit hits the fan. Yes. And the first thing that happens is we absolutely fail to have time to do a podcast script. Usually we like figure out our um, segments early in the week and then like middle end of the week, we each like we split it up and we each kind of write out the shape of what we want for our segments. And we, we did the first part. We thought of the segment topics. (laughs) The week got so crazy that we didn't do the script. So this is like our first, like truly winging it episode, I would say. Yes. And hopefully our last, hopefully things will calm down and we'll be able to get back to our script writing. But we are at the point in pre-production where everything is happening at once. Our schedule is so insane, as we've discussed, um, that we are, I mean, treading water would be a nice way to put it. I think drowning is more accurate. Yeah. And also this week has been particularly just overloaded because we were traveling. We were in one hotel for a few nights. Then we moved to another hotel. It's just been, (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to say the amount of shit that's hitting the fan is so (laughs) overwhelming without it being just totally gross. (laughs) But that's what's happening. Yeah. And Sarah, it's so funny because both of us, we have all these great intentions. We talk about our health. Like I think both of us yeah. Had the intention of we're going to go to Puerto Rico. It's a clean slate. I said, I'm not going to keep a bunch of chips in my room the way I have other times on location. <laughs> I'm not going to like eat bad room service, all these things. And then you and I weren't in Puerto Rico, but two days or when we oh, were. I was going to say two hours, but two okay. hours. <laughs> When, I mean, we went to Wendy's twice because there was a Wendy's right by our hotel room. We both ate pizza at multiple meals, like in a row. Yes. Pizza with gluten. Yes. I had been doing 10,000 steps a day religiously for the last like 15 months, I guess. And I've only hit 10,000 steps once since we've been here. That was yesterday, by the way, which leads me to believe we're getting more of a handle on the situation because yes. after we worked, I actually went out and like walked around until I got my 10,000. Oh, good for you. We have snapped at each other a few times. Not bad, but we have. I'm like, I don't even remember. So it couldn't have yeah. been that bad. <laughs> It wasn't bad, but it happened. Yes. Um, Well, and also we have to, in terms of the food stuff, there was a pharmacia right up the street where it's like chips and Diet Coke. And finally we found out there was a grocery store and we did actually get some fruit. But part of the issue was the hotel we were staying in was newly opened and the restaurant wasn't open for two of the days we were there. And we were working I mean, quite literally nonstop. I mean, there were a couple of days when we just didn't even have lunch. Yes. We just had chips. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, and I mean, this is something to remember, like, you know, the reason we're talking about it is because everybody gets into these situations. And it's like, there are just times when whatever happens, happens. When you really yeah. just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, or in our case, just keep typing and you have just to just typing, let things just keep go. Typing. <laughs> Is that a song? Just keep swimming from Finding oh. Dory. Oh. I think that one's Finding Dory. Okay. Or Dory says it. <laughs> I like that. That's going to yes. be our mantra for this trip. Just keep typing. 
Yeah. So I just think it's just interesting as we week after week talk about how our mental health, our physical health, like, oh, we all we have so many mantras and mottos and personal symbols and and slogans and all of this. But like there are times when it's just all going to fall away and it's okay as long as it doesn't maintain. I don't we can't do this the whole time we're here. This was just crisis after crisis. Yeah. And there are times when you're just in survival mode. And that's where we were last week. Just literally get through the day, get through the hour, get this piece of material out, get that piece of material out, give notes on this thing, check in with that thing. Yes to this, no to that. Yes to this, no to that. Email, meet, (laughs) you know, just like everything. And there really wasn't a break to say, okay, how can we make a choice that is healthy for us, both physically and emotionally? That that time, that space just did not exist. No. So in those times, you just have to go, okay, this is where we are right now, and it's yeah. okay. And, you know, one thing I think um, that helps get through that time, good intentions aside, is to just do one thing at a time, Yeah, which we've been talking about. You know, just go, okay, this is the problem with we're dealing with in this half an hour. We'll worry about the other thing, like, at 5 p.m. Right. And, to, and for me, it's always about the to-do list. It was a never-ending to-do list last week. But just having it and being able to check things off mm-hmm. gave me a, just a little bit of comfort and satisfaction. Yeah. So, Sarah, obviously, we'll be reporting on what's happening in Puerto Rico as the days and months and weeks unfold. <laughs> but I should say, on top of all of these good intentions going to hell, we are having, in a sense, the time of our lives because it is a grand adventure and you and I both enjoy a grand adventure. Yes, that's really true. And I do think we're over the hump. I mean, I think starting this week, we will be able to get back to our good intentions and the cow that has been standing over our fan will hopefully walk (laughs) down the road a little bit. (laughs) I sure hope so. Oh yeah, me too. Coming up, we talk about why it's important to take time to laugh. But first, this break. Okay, Liz, it's time for our Take a Hike segment where we talk about mental, physical, and spiritual health. And today, it's kind of all three. Take time to laugh. Yes, take time to laugh. So since we've been in Puerto Rico, as we've discussed, it has been quite overwhelming in terms of the amount of work we have to do. But it's also been really fun, and that's because we've been laughing a lot. Now, you and I have not been together in almost eight months. Yeah, only virtually. We rarely laugh, I realize now, on the phone or on Zoom. Yeah. But when we're in person, we actually laugh a lot. That's so true. I think maybe that's one of the sad things that you lose in virtual relationships and phone relationships It's really not as fun. No. And we find so many absurd moments just because whenever you're like a fish out of water, whenever you're someplace new, whenever things are happening that you don't have control over, there's always just absurdly funny things that happen and we could blow past them. Maybe one should argue we should blow past them just (laughs) so that we don't take time away from our workday. 
But we have really, in a tacit agreement, been taking moments just to like laugh and let it out. Yes, like at the grocery store in Old San Juan, when you go in, there's like a, a thing where, where you spray your hands with alcohol, and then there's a, a thing that takes your temperature right above it. And it's very confusing. You're supposed to put your arm up and put it in front of the little sensor and get your temperature taken from your arm, but it's at forehead height. So I kept putting my forehead against it. And it's just like, there are weird things that happen in life. Then it was funny. And I was <laughs> foolish. <laughs> Not as funny as when I walked into the pole in Marina Del Rey, but funny. Yes, exactly. We'll just take whatever we can find as humor at this point. <laughs> yes. One of the nice things I will say about being a parent is that it's very important to Violet that I laugh. Oh, that's nice. It really is. She will, if I'm feeling down or... or <laughs> or grumpy or overworked, she will intentionally act ridiculous Aww. just to get me to laugh. And if I don't laugh, she finds it just infuriating because <laughs> she's just like, I am sitting here trying to make you laugh. And then that can be that can be funny as well. So she's like my little laugh prompter. Well, you know, one thing for me about the laughing, Sarah, is that is what makes it the adventure. Like I was just saying yeah. that we're on an adventure if you're not laughing, then it's just drudgery or then yeah. it's just a work trip. It's the laughing that turns it into the adventure. You know, I always think in these times about when we were on the set in Hungary, we were in <laughs> Budapest in the woods in like foot deep mud at three in the morning and it was freezing. And we said to each other, like, we must enjoy this because we keep doing it. Yes. And there's a picture of me you took, like, I think that same night where we're, like, in our crazy RV that they rented for us as a trailer. <laughs> and I was wearing, like, a donkey hat that one of the actresses <laughs> had given me and drinking, like, mulled <sighs> wine that for some reason they were passing out on set. And it was, like, 5 a.m. And we were just laughing. And yeah. that's, like, my strongest memory from that trip. And I think yeah. the laughter will give us similar memories and hopefully many good memories from, <laughs> from this adventure. Absolutely. Now, I, I posted a picture on Instagram, on Instagram of you walking down the, the little courtyard from your hotel room to my hotel room at like nine or 10 o'clock at night in a robe and slippers with a wine bottle and a Diet Coke. <laughs> preparing to work, you know, with your like bandolier and your <laughs> iPad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was similar to the Hungary situation. Yes, we need to find our moments. So that's our recommendation to all of you. Like, take the time to laugh, even if, feel, if it feels like you don't have time, you always have to have time to laugh. Indeed. Okay, Sarah, it is time for LVS, Liz versus Sarah, when we debate some topic that we don't necessarily agree on. Um, I'm excited because this is a debate we've been having for years, and I have finally come out on top. So we're going to excavate that. The topic is hotels versus apartments when shooting on location. Yes. Now, I have always been very firmly in the apartment camp. And why is that? Well, I mean, the primary reason, of course, is that I've had a small child who I've been <laughs> traveling with when we've been going on location. So like before Violet was born, 
it just so happened that when we were on location, we would be in, in hotels that had like kind of apartment suites. Right. But then after Violet was born, we did a pilot in Hungary. We did a pilot in New York. And now we're doing Fantasy Island in Puerto Rico. And both in Hungary and New York, well, first of all, I had ch- people c- traveling with me for childcare. Like my dad and Anna came to Hungary and Estella, Violet's old nanny, came to New York. So I needed like two bedrooms and it was cheaper to get like a two bedroom apartment than to get a whole other hotel room. Because anything outside the budget of the show, like whatever the budget allots for, for our housing, I have to pay. So it was like I could get an apartment within that budget, but I could not get two hotel rooms within mm-hmm. that budget. And then also it was like Violet was just starting to eat food when we went to Hungary. So I just wanted a kitchen and that kind of stuff. And the same in New York. You know, when you have a little kid traveling with you, you just need more stuff. So it's like you like the feeling also, though, of like going home to a place. Yes. Yes. And not having to order food and room service and all of that stuff. And I like a hotel. Yes. You, however, have been firmly in the hotel camp and remain in the hotel camp. Yes. And by the way, (laughs) even if I had a baby, I would probably still be in the hotel camp, (laughs) despite everything you just said that makes perfect sense. Right. You're like, no, that sounds terrible. (laughs) And for me, it's because I love the feeling of being in a hotel I love having someone um, who comes in and gives fresh towels and makes the bed and, you know, gives bottles of water. I love being able to get room service. I love walking through a lobby. It gives me great pleasure Mm. to walk through a lobby. I love being able to just shut the door and walk out and not feel responsible for anything. I love the feeling of hotel life because it's like, something exciting is happening. It's, you know what it is? It's the glamour. It's like our job on the paper is glamorous. And the truth is the day-to-day is not glamorous at all. Not at all. Yeah. But living in a hotel helps me capture the glamour. Like the glamour is flitting through the atmosphere and I'm latching onto it and taking it in. And so it just, again, it, it goes to the adventure, the whimsy. Hotels make me feel whimsical. Oh. So now, here we are in Puerto Rico. Violet is older. Yes. We're at, staying at a large resort where we're shooting the vast majority of the show. And so production offered us either these cute little apartments that are near the hotel. I mean, they're on the hotel property, but they're away from the main resort or a room on the property, which happened to be oceanfront rooms with a patio right on the ocean. Um, And so you were really debating Oh my God, which should I choose? Because the hotel rooms, they're 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 nice size, but they're not enormous. They don't have a kitchenette. They have a fridge, but that's it. It's a very small fridge. Not a lot of closet space, no living room, et cetera. Yeah. And you were like really torn. We had to have lengthy um, <laughs> discussions about what you should do. Yes. On the walks to the pharmacia for Diet Coke and chips, we were discussing (laughs) what the best plan of action would be. And I came around to the hotel room. And again, it was a Violet-driven decision because now she's older and I know she's going to want to be in the pool all the time. And I know she's going to want to be on the beach all the time. 
And if we were staying in this apartment, which was a little bit farther away and not on the beach, it just seems like it wouldn't have been as fun. Mm-hmm. And here, she's like Eloise. She's like the kid who lives at the, what's that hotel? Which hotel the is Plaza it? Plaza Hotel. At the, yes, at the Plaza Hotel. So instead, she's, you know, the kid who lives at the Hyatt. And it's like, she's like, right now we're recording and she's on the little patio in the like little sofa reclining and watching something on her iPad with the ocean and the ocean breeze. So I went with the hotel room. And I it it I have to say it is kind of more of a pain in the butt. Mm. I'm gonna have to figure out where I'm gonna keep. You know, go to the grocery store and get snacks and figure out do I need to get an extra fridge and all of that stuff. But I think the trade offs are for sure worth it. So I'm so curious because I feel like so many people travel now for work. Whether people like to have like me a more glamorous hotel existence, or if they like to nest in and feel like they can create a home away from home in more of an apartment situation. So let us, I think it's just an interesting thing to know about yourself because it goes to um, how you view things. Yes. And I will say also, when I travel by myself, I want to stay in a hotel. And then mm-hmm. I really want all those conveniences and, you know, the relaxation level that you just can't get really in an apartment. Yes. But you, even when you travel with your family, are very much a hotel person. Absolutely. Sarah, you know <laughs> what it comes down to? Are you a hotel robe person or not a hotel robe person? I am a hotel robe person. You are not. That's right. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Okay, coming up, we have a Hollywood hack that anyone who writes with anyone else ever really needs to know about. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. And I know we call things game changers quite often. I mean, we called <laughs> I Can't Believe It's Not Butter Spray a game changer. Which but, I have to say it is in its own way. In its own way. But this, this is huge, okay, yes. for us. This is... Hold on, I'm going to like make... This is my version of a drum okay. roll. This is the new version of Final Draft. This is Final Draft 11, which... I just got, has a feature called collaboration, which means for the first time ever, you and I can work on a final draft document at the same time. It is magical. Yeah, we have gotten used to this. A li- uh, well, the thing is, I think we're sort of spoiled by Google Docs because now we're like, we should be able to type in the same document. Yes. Why can't we type in the same document? But writing scripts, which we do all the time, we could not do together. And now, finally, you just click a little collaboration button. It sends a code to the other person you want to collaborate with. You tell them what it is, whatever. And they type it in, and then you're on the same document. Yeah, and what's amazing about it for us is that whenever we were rewriting together, one person would be typing and then would constantly have to read to the other person what they just typed. And the other person would be like, wait, can you start a sentence earlier than that? Or wait, is that before or after this in that paragraph? And it was just maddening. And it's also (laughs) like real other times we might try to look at a screen together, but that's very awkward um, in terms of sitting and trying to type. And so it's just like we'll sit side by side on the couch and we're just typing away 
talking. There's like a flow we can get into. And like whoever has the idea can type. And then the other person can make an edit. And then if you see a random typo, you can go in and fix it. And it's just, when you have good work tools, it makes work so much more pleasurable. And I feel like we finally have the work tool that we have needed, like literally since the first day we like started talking about being writing partners. Yeah, no, I feel like we have been like carpenters with no table saw. Like, how are you going to do your job without that? It's basic. And now suddenly we have it. It it really is. It's a it. Sorry, I'm going to say it again. It is a game changer. (laughs) It's a game. It really makes our professional lives so much better. So if you are someone who's writing with someone who's been like, do I need to get this? Do I need to get that? Do I need to upgrade? The answer is yes. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole 30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, we talk about like how insane everything is. But on the other hand, we are working in a cabana while Violet swims. Right, exactly. There are a lot worse that I would rather not be working on the weekend to be honest but <laughs> but if we have to true but if I am I like having the the tropical breeze in my hair yeah I want to work in a cabana <laughs> from the onward project <laughs>